Hello, hello. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Baki Taki. Excellent. That's the title of the episode. I didn't really catch why it's called that. Also, there's four N's in excellent, uh, but I can't really get that through uh, audioly, or if anybody knows how to pronounce that, um, please let me know. But we've got another new guest to this episode. It's my father-in-law, Kevin. Hello, hello, everybody. Hey, hey, and I will edit out your last name. I meant to say just Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right with me. So uh, whenever I have a new guest on the show, I have a few questions that I ask them just to give the audience a chance to get to know you. So other than Baki, uh, what shows are you currently watching? Shows, wow. We've uh, recently moved, so I don't spend a lot of time watching TV other than uh, I would say Yellowstone is uh, is my go-to right now. Yeah, that fits. I feel like that that fits in with the uh, the place you've moved to. <laughs> <laughs> Less the animals and the acreage. Yeah. But yes. Nice. So feel free to call me. Feel free to call me Rip if you'd like. Oh, of course. I, I was just yeah. about to ask. So second question: uh, Before you watched this episode, what did you know about Baki going into it? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, and, and um, very little to none. I. Uh, I have been listening to the podcast now that I have a little bit of a travel in my uh, Mm -hmm. uh, coming back and forth to the city. So uh, I've only been listening to the podcast and I've probably listened to the last six or seven podcasts. So I'm filled with questions, although I do, Steve, have to thank you for the introduction to this via your wife, my daughter. This is the first episode that I actually watched um, and it's... uh, pleasantly surprising great yeah i think it's a common thing for this show to leave people filled with questions but hopefully watching it has has answered some well i, I guess that's the first question because you've listened to the podcast what did you think of the art style like what what, what did you think of how everything looked uh yeah it was it was great i was expecting more of a 2d animation so uh overall i thought it was uh, really impressive uh, it's amazing how many muscles they can fit onto only one single body. That's for sure. Muscles in their face and their calves and the, you name it, the biggest muscles they have. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, pleasantly surprised. And this episode was even missing like the most muscular guys. These were just the the guys who know kung fu. Um, so that's a that's a great lead into to my question, if I may ask, because I've only been listening to the podcast. Help me understand the premise of this being a being a Baki newbie. I mean, are like all three episodes is, is sorry, all three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do each half hour show lead up into carry on a, a theme for the entire season, or is this just been one big championship bout? Or help me understand that. Yeah, so so Baki is sort of wild. It's it's been running the the manga that it's based on has been running for I think like twenty five years or something. So it's it's this very long story about the, the core of it is Baki wants to get strong enough to fight his dad, who is the strongest man in the world. The thing is, like this is just such a small subsection of it. So it's going through twists and turns. So the first two seasons or the first two parts. The uh, five death row inmates simultaneously broke out of their cells and swam or flew to Japan to taste defeat. And meanwhile, Baki lost his virginity. Um, That was basically the first two parts. 
Um, that led to Baki getting poisoned, so they flew him to China, um, where he has to fight in this uh, tournament. He was actually on death's door about a few hours uh, before this episode was taking place. Um, so it, that's, a, that's a long way of saying that there is an overarching story, um, but it's it's very... <laughs> it goes in a lot of weird places, like a, like a winding road. And the Jaku and Retsu, forgive me <laughs> if I'm not pronouncing those correctly, is there a, a good one, a bad one? Do they, I mean, it seemed like that they were on teams. Of yeah. Sorts. So, yeah, so great question. So what's happening is, uh, so this is a, the, the, the Grand Raiatai tournament. It's held once every hundred years. And it's usually all of the best Chinese martial artists fighting each other. This year they invited a bunch of American and Japanese fighters as sort of like an exhibition thing. But then uh, the American and Japanese fighters sort of crushed them in every opportunity. So now it's turned into uh, sort, of, sort of like the Olympics. It's like a five-on-five -five duel I guess that's nothing like the Olympics, um, but between China and America and Japan. Uh, so there's no real bad guy. Uh, Retsu has sort of been our, um, he's much more of a main character than uh, Jakku, um, but he's representing China, who um, in this world is probably the bad guys. It's always, <laughs> it's always fun to see China through the lens of Japan. Um, so the, they're both good guys, I would say. Um, I find Jakku a bit annoying. Please, I beg you, Kaio Retsu. Please, won't you come to Japan and teach with me? Please, please. Neither, neither of them are villains uh, in this fight. And and um, the first fight in this particular episode is there a heavyweight and then a middleweight, and Baki is a lightweight. I just see the difference in sizes when they're all together. Well, just just wait until the final fight. It it has a guy who's about six foot five fighting a, a four foot tall, hundred and forty year old man. Um, I th I think th I think the weights were just sort of they lucked into it for this round. Um, the two guys are sort of similar in weight. Weight doesn't play into things too much in this show. They they like to have yeah you know like the idea of like uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall type of martial arts logic. Mm -hmm. Yeah very unrealistic the the taller person will win every fight uh is my opinion um but <laughs> I, <I'm... laughs> coming from a tall individual like yourself oh well, well you know and I'm, I'm just saying i'd win 96 97 percent of my fights but unless you come up against somebody that has uh um you know the grip of strength yeah with but... has. well yes or, or the skill but yeah, you know what? Let's let's jump into the first fight. So it's we're carrying on from last week. It's still Kaio Retsu versus Kaio Jaku. Uh, at, the, at the end of the last episode, uh, Jaku had walked up and shook Kaio Retsu's hand and tried to trick him and then done it, did it again. And then in this episode, he does it a third time. His hand is practically radiating malice and his smile too. Don't be fooled, Kaio Retsu. No. Kaio Retsu took his hand, or should I say the face? Would you agree that, that Kaio Retsu is a, a bit of an idiot in this fight? Or do you think that he was being honorable? I, I would think uh, he's being honorable, Steve. Um, and, uh, and and knew that um, his strength, um, he would, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, an, an honorable statement. Yeah. You, you never see that in, in like, 
you know, in boxing. I think that'd be cool if they just took off their gloves and shook hands in the middle of the fight every once in a while. It'd be a little different. That would definitely be different. And, and uh, anybody with the ability with their toes to take down a man of that size by the beard should not be fearful of shaking hands a third time. I wanted to bring that up. That was probably the, the best move of the fight. Um, so so after the third time Retsu loses, um, or the third time Retsu gets tricked into a handshake, um, he uh, dislocates his shoulder. And so he, he now has to use his feet to fight. Um, he, he shows such amazing feats as like grabbing the guy's hand with his toes, um, but also ripping Jakku's beard off with his uh, toes. Have you ever considered using that move in a fight? Um, me, personally, my feet stay on the ground. I, mm-hmm. I'm more like the Muhammad Ali Jr. individual. I, yes, I, I also like to compare myself to Muhammad Ali Jr. in a fight. Uh, <laughs> but... Just to keep my feet. My feet come up off the ground. I'm usually the one uh, on my back. Yeah, no, that and, and that's very fair. It's it's such a such a Kaioretsu move, yeah. So so this fight's a bit of um a lopsided one. Kaioretsu is has it seems like a clear advantage if he just didn't stop doing handshakes. Um, I, I wanted to comment on one part that I liked. After his arm is dislocated, the Chinese fans, completely fed up over losing after China loses every fight, uh, storm the stage and uh, try and attack Kaiojaku. So I'm going to play the audio of people storming the stage, but I just want to point out how sanitized this was in the English dub. The subtitles literally just say, let's kill him, let's make it a bloodbath. So, anyway. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I I thought it was uh, um, was humorous. There was nothing that any of them, individually or as a crowd, would would could or would do anything to that that person. <laughs> so taking their lives into their own hands. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. Like, there's, yeah, it would have just been a bloodbath. Yeah, so so the fight continues. Uh, Retsu is uh, what is it called? Using his foot, uh, and Jaku is. Jaku, by the way, is still trying to pitch Kaioretsu to join his martial arts school. Um, he was he was doing that in the last episode to other fighters. Um, I don't know if it's going to work. Um, and that's, that's just to bring his 4,000 years of training um, back to to create a powerful army? Is is that the, the rationale behind uh, um, trying to get him? Yeah, but change up army for like martial arts school that he has he's, he's sort of like a, a businessman a bit in that sense so the fight continues uh this this fight had so many no- i have like a whole paragraph of notes on things to bring up here like the three yin intersection uh if you grab somebody in the ankle uh, it's where the spleen kidney and liver meridian intersect i didn't i didn't fact check that do you think that's a real thing um and it's funny i uh, i just assumed it to be correct steve um, but I'm I'm actually going to Google it right now just to fact check it. Oh wow, we got we got real time fact checking. Because like it makes oh. sense that there'd be, you know, blood flowing through to your ankle. But um, 
maybe not directly affecting your spleen, kidney. What was the third? The liver. Yeah. Liver. That's right. That is a big thing. Like, you know, whenever somebody goes down and I'm watching a basketball game or something, they hold their ankle. They could be out all season and need a new liver. <laughs> uh, three in intersection. According to uh, what I'm reading on Google right now, it, uh, it actually is um, correct, Steve. Chinese wow. medicine. This point is where the three yin meridians, spleen, liver, and kidney intersect. Jeez. Yeah, there you go. There is some fact in that. Look at that. That's what I always say. It's it's all facts in this show. Everything's real until proven otherwise. <laughs> mm -hmm. So on the topic of uh, like uh, alternative medicine, um, so Retsu has a dislocated shoulder, and Jaku decides that he is going to fix it because it's not impressive nobody wants to go to learn martial arts from a guy who beat up a guy with a dislocated shoulder what's the point in beating you if you can only use one arm i want to create interest in martial arts but even if i defend myself perfectly who cares if my technique can't defeat some other fighter who's at full strength <laughs> the way that he undislocates his shoulder i found interesting did you did you want to describe what happens and your thoughts on it well it's a, it's an elbow is it not steve not a shoulder oh you're right Correct. you're right yeah i think it's an elbow so uh yeah okay. yes they showed this uh, this x-ray of the three bones that that uh, were definitely dislocated and um yeah I, I was it just pulling putting stress on the on the arm and he he almost uh you know mended it um, by uh, using his strength, I'm assuming I, it didn't really uh, it didn't really show what he was doing because it was working off the X-ray, right? You just suddenly saw the X-rays and the bones were all back to where um, they should be. You know what? I'm gonna fact check myself on this, but I think that actually how he did it is he threw Kaioretsu in the air, like over top. Yeah, he threw him around. And that vertical momentum was what dis what was what relocated his elbow. Well, again, we learned something. Dislocating <laughs> your elbow, find somebody to throw you in the air, using your arm, and it'll uh, it'll help mend the wound. Well, that's what they train doctors for, you know. <laughs> but now, now I know what to ask for. Um, yeah. So okay. So at this point, this fight's been going on a while. There's been a lot of back and forth. Retsu now is fully healed up, and he just completely starts going ham on uh, Jakku. With my body, what? And my soul. This is terrifying. I'll crush you. This is where Kaiojaku starts using a, a, a new unconventional defense. Um, can, can, I, can I get your thoughts on, on this part of the fight? The, the turtle defense was very interesting, and, and for uh, for the punches and the blows to continue right on the shoulders or on, on his back. But then again, we, we, we learned, Steve, that uh, your back is seven times stronger than your front. Yes. Do you, do you want to know the weirdest thing? So sometimes when I'm watching these episodes, I leave the subtitles on and the, so I, I'm seeing the 
two English translations at once. According to the original subtitled version, the back is nine times stronger. Um, but according to the English dub, it's seven times stronger. Why they changed that um, between versions, I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> apparently, apparently there's some internal debate about how much stronger the back is. Again, um, fighting strategy, probably not one I would encourage anybody to do is getting into a turtle position and and uh, and just sitting there. Probably not the best idea. Are you serious? That looked unstoppable. I, th- I think that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> I, think he, I think he took a hundred well, punches from Kaioretsu. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, not that uh, I would encourage anybody to do, Steve. Well, uh, we, we, we just learned that Baki, all the medical stuff about Baki is real. So, uh, but, you know, your mileage may vary. And, and uh, yes, the, the cinematography is unbelievable when you see those punches slow down <laughs> and just the blows on the body, right, Steve? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the funny things on this show is that whenever somebody does that, whenever they punch somebody a hundred times, it's basically nothing. It's never going to accomplish anything. It's If you punch somebody once, maybe you'll knock them out. Maybe you'll do something. But whenever they start punching so fast, it, it's, it's, it, it's always into a brick wall. Oh, man. Shouldn't they end this? No, it isn't over yet. It's absolutely not over yet. Your back can endure up to seven times the punishment that the front of your body can take. If those strikes were hitting his front, then Kaio Jaku would have been finished long ago. The damage keeps adding up, but he's still very much conscious for right now. They're very similar to the the bleeding. You you see a blow to the nose or the, the mouth, and uh, it suddenly immediately starts bleeding. But then it stops, and the blood just stays there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like in Baki. The they don't have a like circulatory system. There's no blood moving through them. You you get hit once, the blood comes out, and then you're good. <laughs> yep, and then it just stays. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, very true. Um. So yeah. So Redzu at first uh, seems a bit confused by the turtle technique. He actually um, stops punching, and then Jaku does a very cheeky move and says, "Oh, I've won." He stopped fighting. Um, then he, you know, there's a, a headbutt gets and starts getting punched again. Um, the way that the, this stalemate is resolved, I would have thought that Retsu. Well, I, I'm not a martial arts master. How I would have beaten the the turtle technique is I would have walked around to the other side and started punching him from the front because I think I could probably move faster than than a guy on his knees. Um, what what he did instead was it seemed like he punched in between two parts of two joints on uh, uh, Jaku's spine, which somehow caused his nervous system to make him stand up, and then obliterated him. Um, how 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 would you have beaten the turtle approach, or do you think Retsu had it the right way? Wow, Steve, that's a great question. Turtle approach, mm, probably stand back and. Wait, wait for the individual to stand up. I'm not, I'm not a ground and pound guy. It would worry me if somebody was uh, just turtling like that, Steve. I see. So you're going for like the waiting game. I I think so for sure. 
running around in front of him to, to attack again from the front. It's, it's again good strategy, but uh, hopefully, I never have to find out any or use any of those strategies in the future. Yeah, well, they come up. They come up a surprising amount. It, it's funny. This is sort of the second strategy like this. Did you, Did you watch or listen to the episode with the Ali Agari maneuver? Not off the top of my head. If it's If it's in the last, who is Who is your guest? Do you remember who your guest was when you were talking through it? Uh, probably was my. Probably was my dad. Mm, may have been. I'm not, I'm not sure. Steve. Oh no worries. It's not a quiz. I, I, man, if if somebody quizzed me on what I remembered from the podcast I listened to, it's it's not that type of medium, you know. But um, basically, the the Aliagari maneuver um, is based on a real thing, although I don't think anybody else calls it this. It, it but um, where Muhammad Ali was put into sort of a UFC fight um, in in the real world, and the fighter realizing that Muhammad Ali could um, just obliterate him, uh, decided to lay down on the ground and just stay there and try and grab him into like a judo hold type of thing. So it, it's it's another defense where you basically say, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to do a weird pose um, and hope that <laughs> you fall into my trap. More the MMA. Yeah, yeah. but like the, the worst type of MMA. Um, yeah, so so after uh, Retsu forces him out of the turtle position, Jakku's completely out of tricks, uh, and he is defeated. Now, this is a big win for China. They've lost the first two fights of the best of five, so they needed this one. Uh, however, before anybody thinks that this is a win for China... Remember, um, <laughs> Retsu makes sure to point out that um, it's actually really embarrassing. It took, he had 4,000 years of martial arts and is a genius at fighting with Chinese martial arts, and he barely won against this guy. And the other guy's really the winner. This isn't my victory. The true hero here is Kaio Jaku. Um, did did you ever did did you sense any like anti Chinese bias in this um <laughs> in, in this episode? Yeah, you know what? Now that you uh, you frame it like that, Steve, for sure. I I um I was uh, because it was the first episode I watched. I was probably more um, trying to understand um, what was going on, the individuals and everything else, and not really interpreting it that way. But uh, you know, as you talk through it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it. To be fair, it's one of those things you pick up if on the fourth time you've <laughs> watched the show. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's one there's one more fight in this episode, um, sort of like a palate cleanser after that big one. Um, so, so Steve, just before you go on, the yeah. the end of the fight when he's literally dragging him out of the uh, the arena. Oh yeah, <laughs> is that a is that common? Is that what they do, or or do they historically to just leave them there in their pool of blood and and uh with arms raised yeah usually honestly yeah they leave them in a pool of blood and then walk out uh to thunderous applause um it was it was very nice of retsu to bring jacku back um and say that he is a hero who needs medicine assist this hero attend to his wounds so again showing that respect yes i can't believe some would say that Kaio Retsu was a villainous um, guy. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so 
uh, in between rounds again, uh, we are up the 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 penultimate fight of the tournament. Uh, China needs to win this one to tie things up. Uh, it's between Kaio Han and Muhammad Ali Jr. Well, first of all, so you've, you've listened to the podcast, so I guess it wasn't a surprise for you that Muhammad Ali Jr. was in this tournament. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just but I was sense. looking for a little bit of uh, rope a dope rather than his, uh, his signature moves. No yeah. kicking. Yeah, he sh- he should bring some some ropes in with him as like just to even it up. Um, no kicking. I, I I remember I used to think there was no kicking in boxing. There isn't any kicking in a boxing match. I actually used to believe that myself a long time ago. <laughs> that was that was before this fight. Um, just just before we get into it, because I am sure everybody's wondering who Kai Ohan is, because he is one of the most unremarkable characters i've seen in the show um this is the only kayo who hasn't fought yet he is the brother of kayo lee the guy who had poison hands um and for some reason he thinks that he can beat um muhammad ali jr mostly because he thinks that boxing is a stupid martial art and why would you not kick people um which on, on on its surface makes sense but well, what, where do you stand on this? This whole is boxing. Well, you know what? Wait, let, I, I guess can you just describe how the fight goes? Because um, <laughs> we'll get into this whole kicking thing. Well, it's um, um, before we I answer that, Steve. The mm-hmm. the uh, was that his brother that he was warming up with when he yes. kicked the apple and cut it? That was his brother, not his father. Yes, yeah, that's his brother, Kyle and and he is um, uh, well known in the backy world. Yeah, sort of. He he was, but before they turned the tournament into a five v five, it was originally a bracket, and he lost against Baki in the first round. So we we know him, I guess. So your question, circling back to your question now, uh, what do I think about the uh, a boxer being in a uh, uh, a fight like this? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think Kai Ohan's got a point about um, that boxing is a, a dumb martial art and that you don't get to kick people? But it doesn't make sense to only use hand strikes. It's foolish to forego other techniques. For example, what about kicks? Well, I, I wouldn't say it's a dumb martial art, but I mean, obviously they have kickboxing. Um, I I would be surprised that a boxer could easily take down somebody um that is a uh um you know a full mma fighter or or has the skills that uh that these individuals are showing in this match Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no that's fair and kickboxing is a great point like (laughs) if, if boxing normally has kicks what's kickboxing editor's note just a heads up i may or may not have forgot to exit facebook messenger uh, which may or may not become apparent in the next little bit of dialogue. This show is almost like a a collection of fables in a way. Like a lot of fights just have sort of a lesson behind them. Um, the, the lesson behind this fight is that uh, boxing does have kicks in it. In fact, it's all about kicking. Um, the most important... Boxing... What, what was the qu- quote? At its core... Boxing is the mar- is the martial art of kicking the ground. Instead, what gets kicked 
is the ground. Boxers kick the earth. At its core, boxing is the fighting art of kicking the ground. Do you think that counts as a kick? Kicking the ground to punch harder? I uh, I would... I, I, I don't know if it could be scored as a kick. However, similar to golf, Steve, um, you, you do start from the ground up when mm. you hit a golf ball. So... You know, if it does enhance, strengthen, give you power in your punches, uh, I've never done boxing. I'm, I'm not going to question, um, you know, anything in Baki because we've been fact-checking all of this and it's all correct. Yes. Well, you know, that, that brings up an interesting question. So Muhammad Ali Jr. is obviously supposed to be Muhammad Ali, but Muhammad Ali at this point in time was like 70 years old. Um and he answers the question of how do you how would a boxer do in a martial arts tournament um now i want to get your thoughts on let's say we that phil mickelson jr joins the tournament um he's in his physical prime and he has turned golf into a martial art um he uses his feet he uses a big wind up to uh hit people very hard um maybe he has a club do, do you think that just like muhammad ali jr can enter this tournament and do well that um, a professional golfer do you think they'd have the same advantage not at all unless they had a club in their hand that's and, and they better make a real good shot with it the first time not at all can't compare those athletes steve although most golfers would like to think that they're athletes but uh, no. no yeah yeah that's probably fair <laughs> And, and I, I would say the same in, in any, if you put the skill set of these MMA fighters or, or um, the, you know, you can go back on YouTube and look for very early on in, in the MMA world when when um, these um, China, not Chinese, Kung Fu experts were in there. They, they used to uh, beat the hell out of the guys in the MMA mm-hmm. with their yeah they, they really did and that was the premise of it and then it you know mma fighters have all of that skill set as well right uh, they just you know once they get people on the ground they, they, they twist elbows and shoulders and knees and put them in locks but uh i i could not imagine any boxer uh winning a uh, a fight um against uh anybody with that skill yeah yeah and, and, and it is true. Like, um, I, I don't think boxers are typically shown that well in Baki. Um, I think it's Muhammad Ali Jr. It's interesting. He is a great fighter. And I think it's almost entirely because um, the, the author is a humongous fan of Muhammad Ali, not just as a fighter, but as a person um, for his, his civil rights work. Um, so he, he does a lot better than basically every other boxer or MMA fighter who ever shows up on this show. Um, I'm, I'm and like, what was the significance, Steve, of, of that, uh, that first punch that that cut um, his opponent, the Sea King Han? Yeah, I think that was just because um, he... Like, you know, I, I think it was just to show how fast he was. Um, okay. he, he moves like... Uh, you know, sting like float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Um, he's just faster than his opponents. I did like I was I was listening to the subtitles on this, and they did say he um, what's it called? Uh, 
they compared his martial arts to a western dance um but after he did that cut yeah yeah of course they did say that more like a dance well he said that before he went out right yeah a dance yeah well that's and, and that's a big part of the footwork too you know dancing around um it was, it was funny we actually we, we we got less hopping than we usually do from muhammad ali jr <laughs> that's right it was over quick a couple punches he was in and out yeah yeah although i will say that probably puts it in the in the longer half of the fights at this tournament <laughs> been such blowouts but um yeah so the the fight is basically three acts um muhammad ali jr slashes his face Kyle Han shows off some cool kicks that do nothing, and then Muhammad Ali kicks the ground and punches Kyle Han uh, to his doom. And all it took was two punches, two punches, and he's out. Um, Kyle Han then falls over in a prolonged sequence that I think they just wanted to stretch the episode another minute, um, and then we cut to the end credits. Um, so yeah, that's that that's an episode of Baki. Um, Steve, they did use the uh, uh, something that I've never seen. Instead of the individual falling to the ground, the ground came up as he <laughs> as he was talking through it. Why is the ground coming up? And yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was a it was a good uh, a good demise for for this character that I have no reason to care about. Um, no, in every episode, Steve. Pardon. Is there fighting in every episode? Oh, of course, of course. Oh, yes. Okay. This show is this show isn't going to take time away from the fighting to do character development. Um, this is a show where men fight. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yes. Um, fight. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was the fourth round, and if, if they didn't have time to bring it up in the episode, but that means that China has lost. Um, they they're now down three one, and there's only one fight left, which will be Kaio Kaku, the hundred and forty six year old man, versus Yujiro Hanma, the strongest man on earth. Um, which <laughs> I'm sure. And, and if you win, you carry on, or or help me understand that for the future episodes. Ah. Yeah, so it used to be a bracket, you know, like top 16, um, single elimination. Then China started losing so bad, they changed the format. So now it's just 5v5 once you, and either Canada, or Canada, either China or Japan and US win. So one match and then you're done. Very good. Yeah, the reason, that if, if they didn't do it that way, then all of the Japanese characters would have to lose to each other. So this way is more fun because then only China loses. Yes, <laughs> you've got me hooked. Wow, looking, I, I, I can, I can tell you the rest of the season is going to be good. Um, so well, I, I guess that leads into it. the The question I ask everybody after their first episode: Now that you've watched an episode of Baki, do you think that it's a good show? I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I, I believe what I, you know, the animation. Uh, is is much better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not long. It's it's you know, it it it's great. That's that's why I was asking the questions about, um, you know, does it add up to a season long um, scenario of of some sort? So I, I I imagine because I've heard familiar voices on your podcast, friends of yours, parents, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm definitely going to go watch some of those episodes that uh, I heard them talking, like you said earlier, about when Baki got poisoned and and how he got poisoned. I definitely got to go back and, and watch that and and how you know when he lost his virginity. And so I've, I've listened to it. Now I'm going to definitely go back and watch a few, and and uh, I will probably go and uh, watch the next couple as well. All right. Well, feel yep. <laughs> Every episode of Baki is is a, is great. The the one where he loses virginity is pretty wild, um, but the other ones are a good watch. Um, great. Well, it's 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 uh, it's been a while since we've had an unqualified. Yes, it's a good show. So I'm glad to hear it. Um, and yeah, uh, any anything else you wanted to add before we tie things up? No. Listen. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, Steve, and uh, continued success with your podcast continued success what a positive way to frame it all right thanks for coming on the show uh that's all the baki we've got to talk see y'all next week Friday.